So I started working with investors and understanding the fix and flip market. And um, mm. as I am working through this, I'm learning. And I, with my husband and I, we started becoming a team to become investors. We become investors and started doing our own fix and flips and started creating our own opportunities for the people that we know. I mean, there's many properties that we even flip specifically for our clients. Um, then I started offering turnkey solutions for investors, meaning I will find them That's the fantastic. property. Then we will go to our side business that will do the renovations. Then it will come back to me where I will list the property again. And, um, and I establish you know, relationships that have spanned six, seven years with, this, uh, with these clients. Welcome to Real Estate Success Partner. We're your hosts, Devin Dubuque. David Wynn. And we're here to talk about how to have great success in every market. Uh, today, guys, we've just got a great show put together for you. Um, we've brought back Craig Fawcett from the Tampa Bay area, and he works with Click and Close. And Craig, who do you have with you today? Devin, I've got Anna Vega here. I got to tell you, the first time she and I spoke and I got to hear her story, I immediately said, Oh my gosh, we have got to tell this story to the world. There's a lot of agents out there that have success, but she not only has success in the real estate business, but she's having success in what she does, giving back to the community. She's got a great heart, and I'm excited to hear the story. And I'm excited for the world to hear her story because it's just so I'm awesome. excited to hear this story, brother. That's fantastic. Yeah, let's, let's, let's yeah, go. Let's go. Well, Anna, uh, uh, tell us about it. Uh, so you got started in the industry, but uh, where'd you get your, your start in this world, right? Are you, you from uh, Florida originally or, or let's hear a little bit about that background? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm actually from Colombia, South America, and I arrived to this country in 1989 with $300 in my pocket, looking for the American dream. It wasn't easy, um, but hard work, determination, and the opportunities that this amazing country provides um, allow us, you know, allow me um, not only to move forward up the ladder in life, and, um, and of course in my career, but also give back so that the person behind me can also, you know, reach that, um, you know, th that step, that, um, that dream that they might have, that they have. Right. So um, that's, right. that's, that's, that's a little bit of me. I started in this business, real estate business. I actually started. Well, real quick, real yes. quick. What year did you move to the United States? 1999. 1999. Yeah. And at that time, where did you start here in the U.S.? Did you jump right into real estate or? Absolutely uh... no. Absolutely no. <laughs> I, I did everything that you could imagine um, from being homeless. Let's hear that journey. Yes. From being homeless to working as a waitress to not having anything to eat and just buying yeah. Domino's Pizza on Tuesdays that was $5 and make it last for my breakfast, lunch, dinner every single day or buying a subway a foot long and that make you know just portion it accordingly yeah um so i work as a waitress i um i also work at a rental car center uh, near the airport in miami renting cell phones so back in the day cell phones were you know just coming into the world and people yeah. will travel here to the states for vacation and i will you know i was working for this lady um offering uh rentals of cell phone for the people when they were renting the cars. 
And uh, oh, so wow. I did that. Then I started selling um, accessories for cell phones. And um, I work cleaning. I work babysitting. I work cooking. Um, I did everything that needed to be done, you know, just yeah. just to have. There's been some blood, sweat, and tears yes, on absolutely. this rise to success, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the yeah. good thing or the great thing is that um, my parents uh, were visionaries. And when I was born, my dad was gifted uh, to a trip uh, by his company to Europe. And when he was in Europe, he said, English, it's the language that my, my, my children are going to be speaking. So when he returned back to Colombia, mm -hmm. the biggest gift that my parents ever gave me was putting me in a bilingual school so that I could learn English since I was very, very little. And not only that, my, my school also um, was into technology and my parents own a business. So when nobody had computers, I had computers, you know, and I remember, you know, going into Encarta and learning, you know, I was learning myself a word, you know, Excel, PowerPoint. So when I came to this country, I had those skills. I knew word, I knew PowerPoint, I, knew Excel. I had the knowledge, I had the language, and I've always been a writer and a reader. So my communication skills were very on tune, in tune. And, um, and that allowed me to uh, get a job as an administrative assistant to this company that allowed me to grow. And um, believe in me, I had the best boss and mentor that you could think of. He believed in my, I was this little kid. Um, I had just recently had my daughter. I was a young kid with a young kiddo baby in, an immigrant in this country, and he he, he trusted in, in my potential and uh, that's amazing. allowed me to flourish. And uh, that's a little bit of my story. And uh, well, I want to stop you, know. you real quick because I, I think I heard something there. And and, and uh, would you say it's fair to say your your father was your first success partner in life? I I will I will put it on both my dad and my mom. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is the funny thing. My relationship with them early on in my years was horrible because yeah. I have their blood and their blood, it's visionary and independent. And um, yeah. I want to, you know, make my way and, uh, you know, fight with, not fight with the world, <laughs> but, you know, you want to find your way. You don't want anything yeah, given to that's you. Right. You want to work for it. And that's them. That's them. However, because I was just like that, they didn't understand it. They wanted they wanted this conserv, you know, let's just say, uh, a conservative um, daughter per se, which I could not be at all. And yeah. um, I, um, it was a lot of conflict between us, tons of conflict. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, they were my success partners, but l later in life when Later we had life. the energy when we had when we had synergy at the beginning they were my um i'm gonna say my why for me to i'm not i'm proving them wrong you know kind of <laughs> you understand 100%. it was kind of i you know they're like oh you're gonna come back you're not as you're not gonna be able to survive the united states you're gonna come back like the prodigy daughter you know like he, they will recite to me the bible and all you can imagine and for me, it was like, no, I'm going to prove them wrong. So they were my partners in the sense that they gave me the motivation for me to not give up. 
That's then, right. That's then, right. Then came my daughter, and she became the light of my life, my better motivation, and uh, my, my vitamin D. And um, yes, and then later on, you know, we have that synergy. And uh, of course. So you, you came here to the States with, you know, a passion yes. and a driving force behind you, ready to fight yes. to get what you wanted. Right. And you got here and you had your daughter and you've got your light here and she's lighting your way to that success. Yes. Um, and, and how did that happen? So you end up into the real estate business. How? How did you get here? So back in 2004, I decide that I want to be a homeowner and I start knocking on doors. I, I wanted to buy a property in this community and I start knocking on doors asking who wants to sell real estate. I didn't know anything. And um, I actually found a person that wanted to sell their home and uh, it worked out perfectly. And that was, that's the, that's the first home that I ever bought. And I'm like, Ooh, I like this. However, I was too in tune with everything else that was going on in my life. I was working two jobs. I was um, a marketing analyst uh, for movie theaters. I was, you know, had my full-time job. I was going to school full-time as well. So, and I was a mom and I, I didn't have time to think about a career in real estate until 2011 when I bought my second home and I did that when I moved to Tampa. And I bought my home during one of the most challenging periods to buy a property. I mean, the market was down, the, the, the banks were dealing with all these new restrictions and laws. And we didn't know what to lend. It was horrible. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't know what we could lend. Yeah, nothing. It was so, so challenging. And that's right. I was able to get not only a loan, but I bought a house at an auction where the seller was in Pakistan. The title company was in Georgia. Um, I signed my documents at midnight on a table, you know, on a dining table in one of the houses, <laughs> you know, one of my cousin's houses. And the whole process, everything that you could imagine that could go wrong, went wrong. Yeah. And I was just, you know, every challenge that was thrown at me, I'm like, okay, we overcome it. So as soon as I finished that transaction, I said, oh my God, imagine how many people I could help with accomplishing the dream of homeownership. Some people That's don't right. want to go this route because they, they don't want to deal with everything that I just dealt with. I'm a problem solver by nature, so I love the challenge. Bring it on. But many yeah. people don't have that spirit, right? And I'm like, you know what? There's something inside of me that says this is what I got to do. I love the challenge. I love what I had to do and finding solutions. So I quit my corporate world. I quit everything. And I said. And what was that job at the time? I was a marketing manager for Latin America for a telecommunications company. So, and they're set up in uh, Israel. So I was doing marketing events all over Latin America for this company. And I was traveling and I was like, no, I, I don't want to travel anymore. Um, I, I'm a marketing person. I'm a PR person by nature. But I want to do this. So I quit everything yeah. and I set up myself. For six months of savings, you know, they told me that it would take me six months to get my first paycheck, blah, blah, blah. And um, I quit everything. August 1st, I signed up for real estate school. 
And September 11, I went and presented my exam. I passed it and immediately hung my last my license and never looked back since then. Let's go, man. That's yeah. freaking awesome. You know, I want to give a quick history lesson here because you talked about 2011 and how difficult it was to get financing. And uh, sometimes, you know, when we're doing these things, our audience doesn't always know what happened at that point in time. But guys, if you take things back to around 2008, 2009, uh, we had a mortgage crisis in the the uh, uh, the United States. Um, there was uh, there was a lot of subprime lending uh, that was done with uh, with a lot of uh, uh, impractical tactics. Uh, we ended up in uh, a, 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 a tailwind of foreclosures uh, and uh, the lending business shut down for almost three years in the res retrospect that people didn't have uh, the comfort level as to what they could lend to because our mortgage industry was in such a, 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 a you know, a, a state of, of disaster. And so the the institutions that write these guidelines had to come back in and really take a hard look at guidelines and say, hey, look, these are what uh, we feel comfortable lending on. This is what we feel comfortable uh, writing. And it took them several years because even in the beginning stages of that, in the infancy, the underwriters didn't know what they could or couldn't underwrite. The restrictions were very, very tight. And so for somebody to become a homeowner, not only do they have to jump through a lot of hoops, but they may jump through a lot of hoops and actually never end up with a home, right? right. You know, so those of us that went through that period of time or purchased a home during that period of time, man, left a really bad taste uh, in the consumer's mind as to what mortgage yeah. is. Now we've since completely repaired that. Yeah. And you know, now we're back into a very healthy market when it comes to underwriting and guidelines and getting qualified, right? Um, and, and now we actually have a much smoother process and lenders are able to close loans uh, much quicker, right? You know, I, I know our turn time guarantee is 21 business days or less. We close loans in seven, eight days sometimes. Uh, and that's because now we do have a very healthy mortgage economy. So I always like to give these little nuggets out there when somebody sure. mentions something like that, because you say, hey, terrible experience in 2011. And there was a lot of reasons behind that, right? Yeah. So you get in the industry saying, hey, I can make a better place. I can help these communities. I can help people with that journey to home ownership and make it way simpler. Yes. And how does that look? What happens there? Oh, my God. It was amazing because I joined the business and then I kind of understood what is happening. So there were a lot of people that were getting ready to become homeowners again, right? They had lost their house, they had lost their homes, or they probably never owned a home before, but had not had a chance to save enough money to buy a property, um, you know, or they did. They were just going back to an you know employment and you required two years of employment for you to be able to get a home. I mean, there were all these restrictions that had been added to the mortgage industry and all of these people are were getting ready to buy. So what I did is I informed myself about first-time home buyer programs. And I started calling the counties and the cities. Nobody was doing that. I was literally one of the first 10 people in all of these programs that was really trained on how to help first-time home buyers navigate through home ownership. And the thing That's is awesome. that if home if these first-time home buyers were receiving any type of down payment assistance funds by these institutions, they were required to work with a realtor that knew the business and understood the guidelines and a lender that did that as well. So I will go every either Monday or Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursdays with my little table and my thing of cookies and chocolates. And I will sit through the entire seminars, meet the buyers, you know, 
learn, sit there, learn, sit there, learn, sit there, learn, and network. And that was how I started my business. And so I became the first time home buyer lady. And then after that, um, I started, you know, working with military families and then um, new construction. So it just started building. But that's how actually I started building my business with first time home buyers. And my first, let's just say, three, four years in the market, three years, I'll say three, three, four years, it was all about first time home buyers. Then after that, it became investors. And that's Ooh. how I just move up the ladder in my business. Hey, Anna, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, you, you say that, uh, you know, Spanish was your, your first language and English is your second language. Yes. Um, as I don't know if people know this or not, but, you know, South Florida is the melting pot. There's a lot of immigrants uh, in South Florida. Mm -hmm. I, you, I, I say at the time, Spanish may be the first language sometimes there. Um, what percentage of your customers today are, 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 are bilingual or Spanish primarily or, or, or what? Um, well, there is a... I'll say maybe a 70% of my business is Hispanic business. Um, That's big. However, it is big. It is big. You know, Hispanics are very loyal. And uh, that's we, what I want to talk about. Yes, they're very loyal. We are very loyal. I mean, we buy one toothpaste or one laundry detergent, and that's going to not only, we're not only going to buy it, our children are going to buy it, our grandchildren are going to buy it. It's something um that um you it's even a study in hispanic marketing uh you know for this big corporation about the loyalty of the hispanic market but translating that to real estate when you're creating a good experience and not only um we're loyal but you know we are warm and uh, very um i t i really i really take care of my clients like they're my babies they're my family once we start we're married forever and that type of relationship, I mean, my clients, even the ones that started with me, you know, 13 years ago, they have been, well, not 13 years, 12 years ago, they have been with me forever and they refer me to everyone that they know. So they could be Hispanic, they could be bilingual, they could be, you know, American, second generation, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, that, that, that's why the percentage is so high. I love it. I, I heard that. The reason why I say that is because, you know, I, I base my team out of Texas and, and, and on my team, I have bilingual loan officers and agents and stuff like that. And it's culturally, it's a, it's a, it's a different clientele, you know, totally. and even though we have Spanish speaking people as, as a second language, when you're talking about making the largest purchase of your life, okay. that you want to regress back to your native tongue, which is Spanish, if that's your first language. To give you I tell an, people all the time. To give you an example, I have one of my clients, he's a military client, and he's Hispanic. I will meet with him to help him complete mm -hmm. his loan application. You know, this is not people that I can just send yeah. them a link. No, they want to meet with no. you in person. They want to come to the office. They want to give you the papers. They want to meet you face to face. They want... And these, you know, even when they're writing their letters of explanation, like I'm there helping them, you know, yes. with the whole process. And and this is what makes them, you know, it makes a very uh, close relationship because this is not only a transaction. You just don't see me when we, close, you know, find a home and then I close it. You see me every day, all the time. I mean, I speak with my clients every single day. So that, that that's well, you said very, it very best. Different.
you you said your clients are your family, right? They are my family. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I've got some great news for you. I don't know if you knew this already about Craig, uh, but we have here on our team we have what are called pre-approval specialists, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, even if Craig doesn't speak Spanish, our concierge desk and our pre-approval specialists are are fluent in Spanish. So, you know, we do understand that uh, it's important to have that in your business yeah. because again, especially in that South Florida area or here in Texas, um, you know, a lot of our consumers, they prefer to speak in Spanish yeah. and we want to make sure that that's a priority for them. Yeah. Um, and even if some of our agents don't speak Spanish, right? Um, we have people here that they can communicate with yeah. um, to provide that service, right? Because it is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you guys get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, again, listen to what you just said, Anna. You are taking the application, translating it for a lot of your clients. If you're taking the application and translating, you're not out there selling. One of the things that we want our agents out there doing is selling. We provide a, a service to where I tell people all the time, in Texas, we call it Spanglish, where mm -hmm. you have a mix of Texas, English, and Spanish all together. Mm -hmm. But the problem when you speak broken Spanish it doesn't always translate to the financial words. You truly have to be able to read, write, and 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 speak in th those financial words in because they don't always translate. Well, Absolutely. and we talked about this the other day. There's not a lot of uh, application systems that that communicate in Spanish, mm -hmm. uh, which is a problem for the Hispanic community. Yep. Uh, and I don't know if you even know this, David, but uh, our platform, uh, our Click and Close platform that we use for our consumers, it's not quite there yet, but we're just about to launch our Spanish a Hispanic version of that yes. online application system mm -hmm. to work directly with those communities. Excellent. so that they finally have a friendly way of being able to complete an application. Because in our industry, and I think this is on both sides of the table, Anna, there just isn't a lot of literature that speaks to both sides. Correct. And we're finally, uh, as a business, uh, and not just our business, but other businesses as well, starting to realize this is a problem in our industry and it needs to be corrected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I'm with you guys. So, so Let's talk a little bit about your business today. So we know you got your foot in the door because you had a driving force and you said, I'm going to make a difference, right? Correct. And so you land here in the United States, you wind up in this industry, you start off with the first time home bars, you end up working with some investors, right? Where are you today? Where did that take you today? So I started working with investors and understanding the fix and flip market. And um, mm. as I am working through this, I'm learning. And I, with my husband and I, we started becoming a team to become investors. We become investors and started doing our own fix and flips and started creating our own opportunities for the people that we know. I mean, there's many properties that we even flip specifically for our clients. Um, then I started offering turnkey solutions for investors, meaning I will find them That's the fantastic. property. Then we will go to our side business that will do the renovations. Then it will come back to me where I will list the property again. And, um, and I establish, you know, relationships that have spanned six, seven years with this, uh, with these clients. And this took me next to my next step, which is me becoming a general contractor and started building. And in 2018, 2017, 2018, I started seeing the shift in the market. The REO business had been very active, so we were able to find flip opportunities. But 2017, I started seeing, mm, you know what, this is going to dry up. We're going to have to start thinking outside the box. So I met with my team and I said, you know what, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start buying land 
and we're going to start buying land and we're going to start mm. building but we're going to be focusing on affordable housing because affordable housing is going to be right. very expensive and we if we're able to secure land right now at a very uh lower price we're going to be able that's to right provide affordable housing in the next two to you're three you're going to solve years. that solution and i saw that back in 2017 2018 and that's the route that we took and uh, we started purchasing land and building and that's exactly what we're doing right now so we you know of course i have a real estate a real estate um, site business in which i serve buyers and sellers and there i have also my business of construction and um, my business of renovations and then i have my business of my own investments uh, in which i purchase properties not only for fix and flip but also to keep them um, you know buy and hold which are my own income properties so those are the that's amazing and you know what you're telling me in this and i don't know how much of this you and craig have talked about i assume a lot considering he brought you here on the show um, but that actually is very hand in hand with a project that our ceo put together um, we actually specialize in one-time closed loans uh, and we do that because again we recognize there's a housing issue there's not enough homes on the ground for purchasers but more importantly and i recognize this in the community i come from i'm from a small town in kansas when you want to go out and you want to buy a home and you want to buy in that lower income price point, mm -hmm. typically what you're left with is a selection of homes that is really just not that great, right? Either they're homes that are run down and need renovation, and yeah. most people can't see uh, how that could transition into a home for them, right? Mm -hmm. um, or they're, they're, they're just homes that are way outside of their price point, and so the lower income families, they can't find suitable housing, right? Yeah. So with our one-time close program, depending on the communities, um, we offer up as much as 100% one-time close, right? And I'll tell you why this is fantastic, because when you're out there buying that land out there and you're trying to make that affordable housing, a lot of the times what builders run into is a financial problem, right? I can only build one house at a time or five houses at a time because I only have so much capital to go around, right? But with the programs like ours that allow for 100% financing, you can provide the land, we could provide the financing. The borrower ends up not having to put any money out of pocket. They could roll the payments into the loan during that period where the home is being built out. You, as the owner of the business and the construction company, are getting checks at each stage of completion of the project, right? And in the end, the home is built. Everybody's received their compensation. But the best part, and this is what I think you're in it for, is we put somebody who had the difficulty of finding an affordable home yeah into a brand new affordable home, right? And, 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 and did it with little to no headache, right? These buyers didn't even think that they could buy the right house. And now here it is sitting there with brand new keys and brand new amenities, and it's done at an affordable price. And that's what's amazing, right? It, it, and you know what makes it even more amazing? Many of these people that wanna buy new construction, many of these buyers that wanna do new construction, they can't even do it on these communities because they have higher taxes, CDDs, HOAs, so many fees that takes them out of their approval yeah. amount just because they're priced out of the market. Yeah, they're priced out of the market. So when we're able to offer them, you know, some land, and I see this, this is, you know, you're hearing this from me now. I see now, like I saw in 2018, 2017, I see the market shifting more towards uh, multi-generational living. I think we are going to yes. go back to the time that we let, you know, we live with our grandparents, with our 
cousins, with every, you know, with our kids and everybody living in land, living off the land, you know, they're going to want some land for them to start, you know, growing their own vegetables and fruits and living together because it's just going to become so expensive and people are going to start heading back to those family values the roots. into our roots. There's, the a, roots. there's a lot of country already like that, Anna. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, back to uh, the one-time construction loan, we also have an AOL product that actually puts money back into the builder's hands, mm -hmm. um, which, Craig, you should talk to Anna offline about this. Um, but before we go, um, I do have a question for Anna. It's, it's been really on my mind. Yes. So I ask this question to a lot of our guests. You've been in real estate a long time. You've had a lot of successes. But... Can you tell? Can you share with our audience the one moment that uh, in real estate, not three. I just want the one that stands out the most. That's most special to you. Most special to me. I think it was. Um, I had this beautiful family that I was renting them one of our, my properties, and this is mm -hmm. a family that also arrived to this country as immigrants and have fought so hard to become, you know, legal residents. People that have, like I admire them because of the way that they, that they have remained legal in this country and work towards their dream. And, um, you know, I had a home and I offered that to them so that they could rent it with the condition that I wanted them to become homeowners. And what happened is that my husband and I, we landed this opportunity and I told my husband, you know what? We're gonna flip this property and we're gonna flip them for them. We're gonna flip this property. We're gonna make it for them, for their family. They have babies, they have a special needs kid. And I said, we're gonna make everything for this family. So we did and then we came to their home and I said, you know what? You guys are ready for home ownership. And I said, I'm gonna help you. And I spoke to the lender and we made it happen. And when we gave them that house, it was, it was, it was big. Awesome. It was big. Well, thanks. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I think you've touched me in a way. I'm <laughs> tearing up right now. So, <laughs> thank you for that, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. real quick, Craig, I, I could see you were about to say something, brother. I want to get your voice out there. Uh, Craig, what, what were you going to contribute today? Well, I know when I first met Anna, one of the things we talked about, I had asked her a similar question to David, and she had told me that she won an award at her local office. And then that went regional, and then that went to the state level. And I just loved it because, again, it was an award not for the most sales, but it was for the biggest heart. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that award. Um, that just – that to me, it, that was – as soon as I heard that, that's why I said you've got to be on this podcast because it was just such an amazing story. I'd love to hear about oh, that. Thank you, Craig. So um, I, my former brokerage, um, it's all about culture. Now – the interesting thing is that this is not about culture. This is just who I am. It's my essence. I, um, I really love, really, like my purpose is helping people. My purpose is lifting up, you know, just there's, there's enough cake for everyone. And I want to share it with everyone. So that, that is just who I am. That's my nature. And I never in a million years thought that being like that will merit an award because I'm not doing it for an award. I am just doing it because this is the way that I love living my life every single day. And 
my former brokerage um, see this, they call this culture. <laughs> and um, they um, have what is called the cultural ambassador. And everyone in my office, I didn't know, voted for me to become that cultural ambassador for the office. Well, the office has to go in into a regional level and, you know, put the word out there um, because every office will have their own cultural ambassador. Well, I not only made it in the regional level, but I actually ended up representing the region at a state level. And then they actually took me to the national level and I was inducted as the cultural ambassador nationally for the North Florida region. So um, it was a beautiful recognition um, because you see in a little award, medal, whatever, um, what your peers seeing you. And uh, so it, it, it feels very nice. It, it, it's very re rewarding. Um, but it feels more rewarding when I have built those relationships with my colleagues, with my community, with my clients, and, um, and, and that is what matters. Well, let me tell you something, Anna, and I want to start back from where we began on this journey today. Uh, we can't talk all day, but 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 I, I want to say something. You came to this country, right, and you had nothing, and you struggled a really long time to get where you are today, but you came here with a passion to help and to educate and to be there for others and others in your community yeah. and your culture, and you did what it took. You took action. And you did it every single day, whatever it took, no matter what was thrown in front of you, you did that, okay? And you built yourself to where you are today. You're, you're, you're an agent who helps people get into homes. You own land. You own a building company. You are an investor. You teach people how to invest, right? And you did that. You did that with your heart and your passion and your drive, you should be very proud to wear that award. You deserve it more than most. And, and congratulations to you for your accomplishments. I'm proud to know you, <laughs> you and to have heard your story and to be able to put that out here today. So Craig, brother, thank you. Anna, thank you, thank you. for being who you are. That's, it's absolutely a pleasure. Absolutely a pleasure oh. and an honor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, okay. well, I didn't know. No, you deserve it, girl. No. You do. You do. You need to toot your horn a little bit. I know you're one of those people that doesn't accept praise easy because at the end of the day, in your eyes, you still are working for more. But sometimes you need to take a step backwards and take that look in the mirror and know you've done some amazing yeah. things here. Thank you. I do. So bask I do. in it. Yeah, sometimes I do that when I need my pop <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we can't have you here all day. I wish we could. Right. Um, but uh, is there anything we didn't touch on today that you want to get out there? Uh, any message you want to want to throw out there today? Um, not really. I just want to speak to everyone that is listening. Um, you know, just remember to be kind and you know, pay forward. Um, we never get to where we are by ourselves. There's always people that, you know, we meet in the road and yep. uh, just live with a grateful heart. That's, that's my message. That's all. It's amazing. Very, very yeah. grateful. It's amazing. 
Thank you. Uh, Craig, anything you want to say here today? I just and I just want to say I love your story. Um, I've loved it from the first time I heard it. And I appreciate you and looking forward to, you know, getting to spend more time and know you more and get getting a chance to see this in action. So I'm excited about it. Well, Anna Vega, if the people out there want to find you, uh, let's start with what what area do you serve? Uh, you're in Florida. What What's your market? I'm in the state of Florida, and I serve everything from central to um, west Florida. So the Tampa area, Ocala, Orlando, Lakeland, Northport, Sarasota, Bradenton, Clearwater, St. Pete. We have no limitations. Actually, this, my, my license is good for the entire state of Florida. So I have even served people in Boca Raton, in Miami, um, and, and no boundaries. Um, so, yes, they can find me in the entire state of Florida, whoever they, they want, um, for investment purposes, for first-time home buyers if they're looking to sell, they're looking to relocate, military families. I love working with military families. I am just so grateful to work with them. And... Um, Yes, and uh, anyone that is dreaming about homeownership, wants to become a homeowner, wants to become an investor, wants to build a house from the ground up, you know, we can partner with you guys to make this work. And um, yes, and they can find me anywhere. I'm, on, I'm an open book. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Or they can just go ahead and call me. And what are those uh, on Facebook, Instagram? What are those tags? Um, so in Facebook, they can find me with my name, Ana Milena Vega. Or they can find me on Instagram, um, Anna0613. That's my Insta. And, um, or they can um, find my, my business page, uh, which is AnnaVega-RE, and uh, also in Insta. We'll make sure we put those down there in the comments section so folks can see that uh, when we publish this thing. And what's a good phone number for you uh, just to get it out there? Absolutely. So 305-343-4597. Let's go. Let's go. And Craig, how about you, brother? If the people down there in that Florida area need some help with financing, uh, how do they get in touch with you, Craig? Real simple. 727 Four eight zero eight one two two. They can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Craig Fawcett. Not too many of us out there, so I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. And let me tell you something. You definitely want to look these guys up. And at 100%, you're doing some amazing, amazing things. And when people need that handhelding uh, through the process and know that they're going to get that service from the heart, Anna Vega is where they're going to go right to. Here. So thank you so much for being on yeah. here. Uh, Craig, on the lending side, if you guys need help, I know he's going to give you great service because he works for my team. So <laughs> make sure you reach out to Craig Fawcett because we'll make sure that's a smooth and flawless closing from start to end. And also, I can tell you this much too, Craig and I both, we speak the same language. We speak from the heart too. That's why we love meeting like-hearted, like-minded people like Anna Vega uh, because we're doing it for the right reasons, right? Because we absolutely care about the communities and people that we serve. So thank you. Thank you, David. Anything you want to throw out there, brother, before we go ahead and sign off? No, I just want to thank you very much for being on the show today, Anna. I know this. If I'm buying real estate in Florida, I'm calling Anna Vega. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, right. We may be. <laughs> yes. We may be. <laughs> I, I just got 
I just got back from 30A, and let me tell you something. I am highly considering putting something together out there because that's a beautiful area. So, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, well, wonderful. I'm here. You wonderful, got my wonderful, number. wonderful. Thank you, guys. Yeah, well, I got it. I got it. I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> so we're your real estate success partners. I'm Devin Abuse. I'm David Wynn. And if you want to find us, you can check us out at www.realestatesuccesspartner.com. Again, that's realestatesuccesspartner.com. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. We're on all the listening platforms. If there's one you like to consume media, we're probably there. But I highly check you move over to, to YouTube to check this one out. You're going want to see that video and get to meet Anna Vega and Craig Fawcett live and in person. And uh, we'd love it if you subscribe, but we love those five-star reviews. Let's go. So thank you for joining us. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye, guys.